Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Archived Conversations. My name is Mia, and today we have a very special guest, Elle. Singular clap, someone. <laughs> I always love doing that. <laughs> it's just like my subconscious. It's okay. <laughs> Feels like home. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> um, and please introduce yourself to the people. Yeah, so I am Elle. I am transmasculine, non-binary, check, check the boxes of oppression. I am also Mexican-American. I grew up in a small town, which is like a really big part of my identity because it shaped like a lot about me, um, which makes me like an even more scary leftist because I know how to like berate people like a conservative, but with like the knowledge of Mm -hmm. like left-leaning politics. So those are core parts of my identity I think that inform my work and as for my work um, literal work I have been teaching art for about a decade which makes me sound old it's a a third of my life yep and so that's been really important to me and informed my work because a lot of the times I would make work in those studios where I was teaching for my classes so that work that I was making at that time was mostly three-dimensional work those ceramic, glass, and metal, along with some other multimedia things. And those classes weren't super affordable, so that inspired me to take up other things that are more affordable for not just myself to make, but for others to learn, so that it was a more sustainable practice as an instructor to give someone the tools to create in a certain way and then be able to purchase those items later and not have to go find another studio. Um, so that's one yeah. soapbox <laughs> in terms mm-hmm. of making work currently I am doing lino block prints linoleum block cut prints lino cut prints you know there's so many hashtags that can be used <laughs> for that specific medium um, and I am working with that material specifically because of its affordability for customers as well as myself Um, So things that I'm really focusing on right now in terms of my quote-unquote career is sustainability and accessibility in financial and language-based ways. Sweet. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I definitely um, feel you too on the small town being a part of your Mm -hmm. identity. I feel that Mm -hmm. so hard. Especially like... um, I was just talking to a friend about this too, because um, she's in a town up in Michigan right now, like a small town up in Michigan, and we were talking about how, like, we're kind of surrounded by like, <clears throat> um, with lack of a better say word, redneck people on, like, say it, say it, call like, them hicks. Red, I know. Yeah, I seen them. No, I lived with them. I was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, to an mm-hmm. extent, you know, yeah. just being from that town, but mm-hmm. um. Yeah, so I totally feel that. It's like I love, like, having, knowing kind of, like, how their minds are operating and Mm -hmm. then, like, taking what I know and kind of pushing it against what they're, like, talking about when it comes to politics because it's like you and me both want the same thing. Yeah. Ultimately. You've just been told the way to achieve that in a very specific way. That doesn't um, make any sense yeah. at all. <laughs> that, that, that is not actually to your benefit, which yeah. always like throws them for a loop because they're like, but like, you know, everything I do is for my benefit because I am an individual. Cool, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, even with my dad, I like, 
confuse the hell out of them because like, oh, would you rather, like this is one argument that we got in one time. He's like, would you have rather had Hillary Clinton back in 2016? Uh And I was like, (laughs) what do I even begin? It's just like the whole thing of like uh, that choosing a team, you know, yeah, like us yeah. against them, and it's just like mm-hmm. we should reinforcing all... that binary. Yep, yeah, all yeah. of that. So yeah. I would I... say I'm like scarier than a liberal. Yeah, um, totally. Like, like you think that you I was know like, what I am you're not. To, but it's deeper. I hate them all, and it's scary. I want to burn For it you. all. Yeah. <laughs> It yeah. doesn't have to be. Take yeah. my hand. Yeah, <laughs> I'll yeah. show you People, the way. <laughs> I have so many like conservative or like have originated from conservative friends and family that yeah. I know they'll try to like say th- something specific towards me under the guise of like you know people that think or feel this way and i'm like bitch i know you're talking about me uh-huh. and actually i think and feel the same way that you do about those people exactly like, you know, and then they're confused they're yeah like, what? they're like i thought that that was your team and i was like no this not I am, yeah so yeah good stuff well mm-hmm. yeah um i wanted to ask you about basically how you got to this point. You're now making work under the name of Uppercut. Um, mm-hmm. And I wanted to kind of ask you how you kind of got to that point. So before Uppercut, like, how did you, like, we can go all the way back to childhood if you want. You said oh, it's not yes. a therapy session. We back don't have to day, We don't have to go yeah. there completely. Well, I like but. to say when I was a young warthog. Oh, yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you were a young warthog. Yes. Um, um, yeah, just... Tell me, like, kind of how you yeah. got to where you, to uppercut, and then we'll talk, we'll talk about that. All right, cool. Well, adjacent to therapy, I feel like talking about your work is a lot like giving a summary of your traumas to your next therapist. Uh. <laughs> like, you kind of get used to, like, the PowerPoint presentation of, like, once upon a time, there was innocence, and then there was destruction, and then, you know, I figured out what to do with that destruction, and... You know, I definitely don't want to hold up the trope of, like, the struggling artist, but, like, who's not struggling? Like, what are you going to do with that struggle at the end of the day? Like, how are you going to expel that from your body, from your brain, whatever? Like, if you don't get that energy out, it's just going to be festering up in you. And, like, I spent enough of my time doing that. Yeah. Um, so if, if I was literally just, say, from childhood, because literally one of my designs, um, my dad saw... And was like, oh, this is just like when this is exactly what you made as a child. And I was like, that's concerning. But also, like, that should have been a red flag, y'all. But like, I acknowledge that, you know, the spaces we grew up in and stuff, that that wasn't a thing that was on anyone's radar. Um, But I think it's interesting that there's still definitely ties of like the core reason I was creating even as a child. Mm -hmm. Um, My creations were always macabre. It yep. was always Me violent. Too. It was Me always too. like, you oh know, <laughs> I would do these like little little comics of animals. Um, there was always animals of predator and prey, of course, and like villain victim, that like duality and um, not to talk about personal trauma, but you know, if you have physical harm, you know, and you don't know where to point that external blame, it just comes back to yourself as like, oh, I am the harm. Like, mm-hmm. me existing in this body is harmful mm-hmm. to me. And, you know, there's gender things with that. There's trauma with that. So I really saw, like, looking back now at my work, that I was trying to figure out what role I was playing in that ecosystem I was creating on paper. 
So I had um, definitely a lot of canines, you know, outside of being a pup as an adult, I definitely, you know, <laughs> those, those sources come from somewhere oh, yeah. and before anyone gets creeped out, not all things to do with, you know, stuff outside of sexuality is sexual. Yes. I'll just say that. Yes. Um, so yeah, I definitely had themes of like revenge, mm-hmm. um, misfortune, there would be, you know, these long dramas of, like, these horrible things that would happen, and then you'd think there was a glimmer of hope, and then, oh, no, you got you, now more people are dead than what you thought were going to be at the beginning. So it was just very existential all the time, but something that I always go back to is, like, the power of language. Um, Me being mostly fluent in English at all, and, like, still not being able to pronounce stuff very well because of my southern, like, hard vowel accent, Um, I think it's really important to give people the power of language because it's less of, you know, creating boxes for people to check and mark and see themselves in. And it's more of finding that word that you didn't know existed that surmised everything you were experiencing. So if little L could have known the word existentialism, he would have been like, absolutely. That is me. Anyway, back to the carnage. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, I always was like, okay, there's oppression, um, there's perpetrators of oppression, and then there's people that are safe. Um, But those people aren't safe for others, they're just safe from the harm. You know, like, they're they're safe for themselves, Mm -hmm. but they're not providing that safety for others. So, at a small age, you know, growing up around rednecks and, like, a lot of conservative Christian ideology and such, um, I thought that I was apolitical for a long time because mm-hmm. I was Me like, too. I do not know. I don't care about not, this None shit. of this. None of this makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, I don't see the point in investing my energy in these debates. Like, yeah. in, and it was the same with like history. Like I'm notorious for being but at history. And I'm like, do you think I saw myself in any of those history books? Yeah, no. Like, exactly. why was I invested? I didn't care about these old men with the wooden teeth and the wigs and Seriously. shit. Um, <laughs> I'm getting off track. No, um, you're not. Not at all. I'm coming back. All right, childhood. Jump into adolescence. <laughs> um, so, so I met. Um, I went to three high schools, and it, the reason why I switched to three was because of literally like self segregation in the first one. Second one was in the small town I came from. So anybody that knew my last name had like an automatic mm-hmm. assumption yep. and reputation tied to that yeah. um which you know obviously wasn't positive and i took that on as like oh sacrifice like if i can be safe i can make other people safe mm-hmm. and it became that you know that indoctrination of like having to be christ-like and sacrifice yourself for everyone for the good of everyone mm-hmm. um so i'm very mindful of that mentality in kids when i interact with them now of like you get to be protected too. You don't yeah. have to protect everybody. Yeah. Okay, little one. Okay, doing the inner work child, trying to talk to this kid. Um, and yeah, so I I ended up switching to my last high school for the art program. So that was my saving grace of True. like, okay, I can't get out of these cycles. I don't want to be what I see around me all the time. So how can, like, I have to find some way, some superpower of mine to validate my existence in another space where there's more resources, where there's more programming. And so I applied and like everybody in the Tampa area knows Blake mm-hmm. High School. So I got yeah. in there as a magnet student, um, which I think is funny. Quick side note, 
like people will be like oh fucking magnet schools like they just they're just like gentrifying the school i'm like bitch do you think i was gentrifying the school like i i had nothing i came there and gave them like what i hope was talent like i had mm-hmm. nothing i had no stake in the game so even living that experience of like privilege and oppression of like being privileged enough to go to this magnet school but still be seen as like some po-donkey ignorant ass kid Mm-hmm. was you know there was so much duality to that and yeah. um confusing <laughs> yeah yeah so i was like at the school and i was like wow this is so cool i met this amazing teacher that's now my coworker, which is weird um and she inspired me i was like i want to be just like this woman she does ceramics so clearly in order to be this woman <laughs> i too need to do ceramics for the rest of my life and that will you know hit me to nirvana like yeah. i will get there i will supersede all my past stuff um, so I unwittingly went into school as a ceramics major, um, went to a couple of different schools. Uh, I won't go into that cause that would be its own episode. I know. Um, I feel you. I transferred schools yeah, three yeah. times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like going to school for art is like its, it's own beast. It's... And again, the privilege and oppression within that, because a lot of creatives that don't go to college, much like anybody else that doesn't go to college and can see like the obvious fluke that it is mm-hmm. they want to shit on the people that fell for it like they want to be like oh you think you're so smart you're so good i'm like bitch i said nothing like that you saying that about exactly. me exactly i did not give you that impression trust me i know how i come off i did not like yeah. come up in there with like you know a puffed out chest and yeah whatnot. and snobby yeah and yeah and i'm like i definitely met them i know they exist but please do not throw me under that monolith as well because I'm not trying to, like, enforce that kind of, like, hierarchy or ego. Nope. Um, And so, like, I'm constantly, like, again, villain, victim, thinking about privilege and oppression, privilege and oppression, without knowing those words. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was going to do performance art, actually, because at the end of my time in school, you know, I experienced with different, like, mediums and stuff. They were all three-dimensional. I'm a very, like, tactile person, Mm -hmm. horrible at technology. Um, You know, I give every boomer a run for their money when they throw a millennial assumption at me because I'm like, sir, my mom had to teach me how to use Roku. Um, (laughs) Like, I I am not the one, literally, that you can throw those assumptions on. So I, you know, was teaching ceramics for a long time, different ages, different abilities, and I loved it. I didn't love it as like a medium that spoke to me anymore, though. I loved it as a medium that spoke to other people. Mm -hmm. So I saw myself more as like a mediator of that experience. And that was like my flow state. Like that was like my true creativity because I also minored for a short period of time in communications. Mm-hmm. And so words and like understanding like social cues, which is its own thing, um, you know, neurotypically, yeah. um, is like a whole field of study that I think is just super fascinating because of where I grew up. Yeah, Like thinking about how do you relate to people that are not like you at all? How do you relate to people that you once were exactly like, but are now completely different? How do you relate to someone that doesn't change ever? Um, So those are the heavy questions I'm always kind of contending with now living back in that space where I grew up um, as I am now. So, you know, I graduated from undergrad 
And at the, my final critique show, there was not a piece of sculpture or functional work in the room. It was just a projector with all my performances mm-hmm. on the projector as like video. And um, I definitely credit like my immersion into video and performance to like several really good friends that I met at that school. Um, Cause I feel like the biggest privilege of going to an art school is not like having the fancy paper, but getting to know like these other badass creators that are also fighting the same issues as you not Mm -hmm. all of them but a lot of them are fighting the same issues of feeling stigmatized by their community because of their perceived privilege and their perceived egotism Mm -hmm. Um, so i went into video i was like i am going to be a performance artist fuck ambramovich i'm gonna be the next bitch like i was like ready to do it Drove out cross-country on a manic trip for some reason. I don't know what my brain was going through. I do, but it's too long. And, you know, <laughs> drove out, you know, found a job, found all these amazing opportunities. Like out of Oakland. Florida. Yeah. Oh, I in went Oakland. across the whole state by yeah. myself, well, the whole country by myself. Yeah. Went and stayed at different places. Again, like another thing that's like a privilege and an oppression. Like, you know, yeah. it was very privileged for me to be able to take time to go do this and be like, I'm going to uproot myself and yeah. find somewhere, anywhere has got to be better than this to do my performance work. Um, oppression, because I did not have money to be doing exactly. that shit. You know, exactly. I, I did not think it through, but, um, you know. You when know, was, how long ago was that? That was 2018. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I, I, you know, drove my ass out there. Oakland had all these amazing opportunities and like yeah. immediately, like within 24 hours was in like a Hit horrible car running. accident. So then the car, like it was, it was bizarre and crazy. The, the thing that someone has told me that like I associate with that event the most is my brother who said, would anything less have stopped you from doing what you were trying to do? And I was pissed at the time. Yeah. I, was, I was very bitter. Sure. It was like a whole other layer of existentialism. Yeah. Of like, that's... Nobody's looking out for me. I made all these things happen for myself. And then my car gets flipped through an intersection. I don't have my car anymore. All my stuff was in the trunk. Had to go get my my little edibles from <laughs> from uh, wherever I was before Denver. Out of mm-hmm. that trunk, out of the whatever. Like it was very stressful. And at the time I was with somebody that lived in Iowa for school for aviation. And I was like, fuck, I either go back to Florida, my starting point, or I go to Iowa, mm-hmm. which no one that I know of has ever been Santa like, Canada. yo, Let's go Iowa, Iowa, hands down, <laughs> of all the states, Iowa's got to be it. That's where I'm going to make shit happen, right? And so I was in Dubuque, Iowa, uh-huh. another Small, small town, town that brands itself as like a burgeoning city um okay. which are the worst <laughs> because there that's so when you much know that here. it's starting to get expensive yeah, like, listen, <laughs> listen there's nothing wrong with being let's a small call, town yeah let's like just... i i can talk shit anybody from a small town to be honest can talk shit about small towns all day but there is benefit to small towns too it's not like small towns will forever be worse yeah than I agree. City. there are totally like different preferences and toss-ups but right. for me it's like be honest <laughs> be honest with yourself and the community about what's yeah. going on so when i went there i was like fuck i can't do anything with my body i had like whiplash really bad 
Yeah. Um, and like, so I was like going through so many things interpersonally and internally. Yeah, like, I'm glad you're like, okay, by the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, the person I was with at the time, when they found <laughs> out that I like still was able to like walk out of the yeah. car, they were like, they were, like oh, when I heard that, I was like, that tough son of a bitch. would <laughs> <laughs> flip several times through it and still just like, get up and through like... the air. And then, yeah. Oh, so, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, I'm glad you're okay. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Sames. Um, but anyway, so I wasn't okay at that time. So that's actually when I started my YouTube channel. Okay. Um, and that's not anything that I ever was like, yo, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be like an entrepreneurial, influencing yep. YouTuber. And I think also, same as with like school, you go to school for art and then everybody thinks that you're a certain way or you have a specific goal. Yeah. Which is my least favorite thing. I know. So same with YouTube. What are you gonna do after? Yeah, same with yeah, YouTube. They're question. like, yo, you can get so many followers. I was like, listen, I'm not I am not for everyone and I'm fine with that. I don't like everyone. I don't want everyone to have access to me. If they don't like what I'm saying, they can kick off. Like I, I don't feel like I don't feel that saviorism anymore. Mm-hmm. That I have to save and reach every single person. Mm-hmm. Um, and since I'm so focused on equity, once I found out what equity was, I was like, yo, that's my shit. Like, mm-hmm. I'm here for the people to get kicked down, not the for the people that are kicking them. Like, yep. for the detriment of the ones that are kicking, I will raise up the ones that are getting kicked on, um, hands down, every time. Yep. Um, so I did YouTube, and the whole point of that from 2018 to literally just last year because i only started a hiatus this year yeah um so that was a number of years that i will yeah. not count um i did videos weekly to bi-weekly to monthly mm-hmm. and that that is the most you know sustainable way that i was able yeah. to balance it um because i didn't have an art studio to create vir- like physically in space I didn't have physical ability to like range of motion and things, but when I was in the in the emergency room after the accident, I didn't have service or anything, and I felt again all that like anger and anguish energy, and I was like I can't get online, you know I can't scroll, I can't do anything, but I need to get it out. So I actually took out my notes app and started writing, mm-hmm. and I was like what i totally forgot i love writing like i forgot that that was a big part of me so so once i reinvigorated that i was also doing blog posts and stuff so i was really about language of communication again um and that was difficult because that perception of what an artist is is so fine arts based it is so in visual fine art they're like don't you dare open your mouth your piece should speak for you and i'm like no that's why I got into performance. I was like, I want you to look at me and contend with my body in space. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do that with sculpture. I can go put it in a gallery space, walk away. You can put whatever you know ideas or judgments onto it. And for me, that felt icky because mm-hmm. I was like, I already live like that in the regular world. I don't want something that I create with my hands to also go through what I'm going through. There's a lot of personalization and like animation of you know something that is not sentient but for me creating it and giving it life was like super important so i went back into language words and my whole goal with that youtube channel was to give back the information and knowledge that i learned in very plain simple language yeah um because i was like i listen if i had stayed back in my hometown all these years like I would not know so many things and I don't think you have to leave to learn things like the internet is a great tool like if you don't have the ability 
financially, physically, like there's so many barriers to moving and I don't like when people are like, get out of your hometown. I'm like, oh, it's that easy? You just decide and then you like- Wanna have the pay for it for me? Right, <laughs> yeah, I just, I hate that, that like yeah. finiteness of like, this is how you grow as a human. Right. So I chose YouTube because it's the most commonly used video platform mm -hmm. um, and because people go into YouTube not thinking that it's gonna get that deep. So that was like also a strategic move of like using humor and comedy and like, you know, I don't know if there's a single video where I'm not cursing at some point, um, which is hard when I'm trying to apply for things. Oh, sure. Would, like, oh yeah, I'm a professional, whatever. Um, but that really led into the current uppercut that I'm doing now um, because I regained my love for words and using words and not feeling like mm -hmm. adding words to a visual lessened it. Absolutely, because I was, yeah. you know, it was really ingrained in art school yes, that, like, it you is. know, it, it should speak for itself. You know, this is no. I'm gonna use text. Yeah, yeah I'm, like, I'm like, but the <laughs> I'm words, good. the words are. Do you know how long it took me to find these words? They are important. I'm putting. They are them very there. important, especially yes. splicing who you are as a writer too into yeah. it. Like, yeah, yeah. That like public speaking. No rule. I'm not like no yeah. rules. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The purist mentality sure, is something yeah. that. I've noticed like spiritually I've been working on yeah. and I'm like, oh, it's, am I an impurist? And I got too far down that rabbit hole, uh -huh. like, like concentration. <laughs> I was like, all right, reel it back, buddy. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, so then uppercut, um, similar situation. Like I didn't really have a studio, thought I was going to have a studio, didn't have a studio, was teaching, but then wasn't teaching in these places, went into grad school for art therapy yeah. um, with an online program. So I was doing art therapy and counseling. Um, and then it was it was very uh, white new age. Yeah, and, like, very obnoxious. And it was so hard. And then someone was like, did you know this school used to be a cult? And I was like, don't joke with me, bitch. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, there's articles that people suspected oh, yeah. it was a cult, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward, I ended up dropping out. <laughs> I was like, I did not do this. Save yourself. I was, like, I was like, is it worth it? But then it was like, we were required to take classes in consciousness that had no scientific, psychological baseline to oh, it. Oh man, I'm tired. And I was like, you cannot be pointing at Please these like, Christian schools for like indoctrinating their students or having an additional agenda to what they're teaching and then be like, Oh, but Eastern religions, right? We can still use those for our betterment, not give credit where it's due and, and be like, oh, but this isn't Christianity. So it's not an agenda. We just want you to find your highest consciousness, invite all Wellness. the light beings into the space, choose a light being, become the light being, like shit like that. And I was like, no. Um, so I quit that this year. Good for you. I also had almost an internship. Well, I started an internship that ended up not being for me. I quit that as well. Yeah. Um, so I've also been reclaiming quitting this year. Yeah. As like, that is something to be proud of. Yes, it is. Of, Absolutely. Um, and so since I quit those things, I invested more of my time into the uppercut stuff. Um, mm -hmm. And like my first few little batches I whipped out was like, yeah, I'm just gonna like, I'm gonna make this beautiful and I was like why do I have to make everything some visually stimulating thing that speaks for itself with no words I'm just doing words oh this would be a cool symbol or sign or to go with it to like emphasize like this alternative definition of these words and I've like recently world realized I was like 
on top of pupness, wordplay. Like, yeah. that's got to be a thing somewhere, somehow. Like, that is my jam. Yeah. So, Uppercut has become my new, like, um, passion project, I guess. Yeah. And thankfully, weirdly enough, it's been, like, the most financially lucrative, which I oh, was good. not anticipating or expecting because with that, yeah. you know, um, quitting, that, quitting that internship and stuff, because I had signed up for the summer, I had missed out on some teaching opportunities for the summer. Yeah. So I had to make that money back somewhere, somehow, if yeah. I didn't have those teaching gigs anymore. So um, so my whole intention, I accidentally fall into passion projects. Yeah. But then once I find out where I'm at and like get my bearings, I'm like, okay, let's find the intention or the reason why I'm doing this. And so with this, I had done markets with my ceramic stuff, my metal stuff, my glass stuff. It was a pain in the ass. Because yeah, I had to pack everything so fragilely, took up so much space, and then you got to take this big-ass thing to a market, see if anybody gets it. They don't want it, okay, take it back. And then the day you're like, nobody's going to buy it, someone buys it, and you don't have the right box or packaging or what, like, you have to, there's so much that you have to pre-plan. Yeah, And I was like, seriously. I'm tired of fragile, breakable, expensive things, because, like, I can't afford to buy the things that I'm selling. Yeah. And I am... Not for the people, like, I'm, like, a revolutionary, but, like, I am for the people that don't have money. Yeah, so, me too. I feel that. So that's why I started making things that were cheap because I was, yep. like, I feel like accessibility, financial accessibility, yep. and accessibility to ideas and concepts and language is important too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, I'm going to stop there because that was, like, half an hour. No, yeah, <laughs> you're, you're totally good. Um, yeah, I feel that especially with the accessibility thing which also makes it hard because it's because you're like i had the i've like had the same thoughts of Mm -hmm. like i want to sell things that like i would be able to afford and stuff like that and i eventually found Mm -hmm. like the happy medium of like having a few things that maybe were like original Mm -hmm. and like more expensive and then but then i'll have a sticker that's like three bucks or i'll have a mini zine that's a dollar and stuff like that but yeah that was always like the hardest thing for me too when i did markets a lot um a couple years ago like as Mm -hmm. my main source of um, work mm-hmm. but um yeah it is so it is it can be a lot of work yeah um yeah <laughs> i say that i pick my struggles I'm yeah like, like, we're all handed struggles i'm like but well, when i have an option to pick yeah i am going to pick very closely yes and like be very specific like there's a reason i never turn into like a gallery artist like that was never appealing to me not me because either. not because I don't like gallery art like I have friends that are like doing amazing shit and yeah. like amazing galleries Absolutely. I love them they're living it up but I think of it in the same line of like in activism where everyone has a different role yes and they all contribute to the same point in the same cause like you don't have to be an organizer to be contributing in activism and I think that parallels with what people assume creatives do yeah as like if you're not in galleries what are you contributing yep so for me i i realized like in school i was like okay i don't want to curate a show yes Um, i want to cure of my own stuff i'd love to curate shows of like my students and stuff yes like i want to boost their visibility um and again not shit talking people where that's not their jam but like for me i more want to bring like that higher academic whatever prestige and shit to people that don't have access to that rather than bring the visibility of those people to that prestigious academy um they're both valid forms of activism in terms of creativity but like for me i'm like 
that's the struggle I choose. I do not want logistics, permanence, paperwork. The jargon. The jargon. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah, I can't stand it. Yeah, it took me so long to figure out like my place in the the art world. Is it in the canon? (laughs) I I really struggle. Pirates. Where are you in the canon? All right. Yeah. 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 Like, because so much of what was taught like in school is just geared towards that like fine art Mm -hmm. like through that fine art lens and like looking at art history a lot of it was like european art history and stuff i'm not going to (laughs) i'm not gonna like like level up to me or like size me up with art history i'm like bro you win by default like yeah i don't i don't care like i really i know i like it's in, like I, some of it can be like interesting uh-huh. to see how we got from certain mm-hmm. styles to like mm-hmm. what people are making today. It's kind yeah. of it's interesting in yeah. a way, but yeah. yeah. Um, but I struggled for so long, and there were even teachers who were like, "Well, if you want to make a career for yourself, maybe you should yeah. come to these gallery openings mm-hmm. and blah blah blah." And I'm just like. But I am doing things. You're just you don't see them because I'm mm-hmm. doing them at markets. I'm doing yeah. them in like my own mm-hmm. my house, like yeah. Yeah. because I just cannot stand. A lot of times, a lot of mm-hmm. times, the the culture that can come with the gallery space because yeah. a lot of it yeah. is like again that like convoluted jargon mm-hmm. and like what are we actually talking about here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like. I don't know, just the the aura. (laughs) I'm just like, I feel like I'm out of place. I feel like I don't belong in this space. I would much rather be like facilitating a class, like a lino cut class. Yeah. Because like, I feel like so much, I'm sure important conversations come out of gallery spaces too. Yeah, but quietly, you can't even yell in there. Right, (laughs) what the hell? (laughs) That's not fun. So it's just like, I feel like I have such important conversations with people when like I'm teaching something, especially because mm-hmm. people are like so in their work, like what they're doing. Like they, there's not that pressure mm-hmm. of looking someone in the eye yeah. or like that kind of thing. So I think it's a lot. People tend to like open up a lot more or like oh, talk yeah. about. They get more comfortable because mm-hmm. they just there's not yeah. that pressure. It's an interactive fidget that they're also engaged with. Yeah, that and like I, brings that edge down. Like, there's somewhere to look. There's something to do with your hands. Or not do with your hands. Yeah. And it's... I just feel like... I don't know. The gallery spaces... I've... There's plenty of, like, people who didn't go through art school or, like, are not artists Mm -hmm. or anything like that who are afraid to enter galleries. Yeah. Because they feel like they don't know Mm -hmm. enough. They are not enough. Mm -hmm. And it's like... And those are the folks that I, like, resonate the Same. most with. So I'm like, if they're not going to see it, I don't know what I'm going to look for. And it's like, I don't think I can blame them because, like, sometimes when you go into galleries, it's just, like, empty. There's no one else there, mm-hmm. especially if it's, like, during visiting hours and yeah. not, like, during an opening or closing. Mm-hmm. It's like, I would be intimidated, too, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. especially when you feel like you have to be a certain way mm-hmm. or... Dress a certain way. Dress a certain way, talk okay. a certain way. Yeah. It's like, why are we... Oh, and... I mean, I know why, but it's like, I don't need it. I don't need this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, people have been telling me my whole life that, like, I need to aspire to do mm-hmm. this and be this. And it's just like, I don't yeah. know. Like, mm-hmm. not doing yeah, it anymore. It's like assuming what your goals or <laughs> are, like your max like you said. capabilities are, too. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. that if you're not in those spaces, you're not good enough to mm-hmm. be in those spaces. Man, if I could tell you how many times my dad was like, you could be in this. I know. Season. You could be. I'm like, you I right. do not care. I was like, I was like, Prob- maybe. I don't know. But like, I'm do not going to find that? out. Yeah. I'm do I want out. that for myself? Yeah. Yeah. Again, not like they're all horrible, blah, blah, I, blah, blah. Sure. But I have to exist in so many different institutions as it is. Exactly. I'm tired. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite like population or demographic or what have you is like incarcerated adolescence um that is a big institution i'm like i don't have the energy in me to navigate another institution that i don't agree with or that has a hierarchy when i'm Mm -hmm. already contending with this one and being a buffer as a facilitator um which brings me back i guess to the uppercut thing that something else that i've been enjoying about doing the markets is the interaction with people yeah and like because my work is not for everyone as well as like <laughs> yeah, with everything same. else that I've ever done. I'm like, oh, okay, because it's like, how hard am I gonna lean into the anarchy? Like, yep. I, you know, I just keep going with the aesthetic. I'm like, but these are legitimately things that I like the yeah. aesthetic of. Like, I align with like the politics of punk. Like, I've always enjoyed the aesthetics of that culture, subcultures in general, or like my favorite cultures i couldn't say that probably in certain circles but i know you know what i mean i know what i mean i know no one's getting canceled today um (laughs) so words yeah words words um but yeah in terms of like the words and stuff speaking of that like if people pass my booth like i don't like doing gen pop markets because (laughs) like if it's a family friendly event my black and gold and like my barbed wire things and my little chain link fence and like you know the whole flames and the snakes and all this stuff like to me that's exciting and fun but like uh middle-aged you know more conservative (laughs) quote and unquote parent would not bring their child into my tent yeah and i've seen it i've seen people judge from far away yeah but it's always worth it for the interactions where people see something and they're like oh i love this. oh yeah i know what that is uh-huh. like I know what it is. it's always the lefties too yeah the lefties and the queers that are like oh i know what you mean by that like i've seen and i think that the subtlety like if i was like to critique in like a high art way like what i do right now for me it's the balance of subtlety and smacks in the face mm-hmm. like you can tell that what i'm saying or doing or conveying is supposed to be a slap in someone's face but if you don't know who it is it's probably you yeah um, so like, <laughs> like i've had people with like the surviving despite and despite one they'll come up and they're like despite what and I'm like, oh sweetie i know i'm like well don't worry is, about it don't you even worry this is not for you like don't even fret your head off. Like, I was like, um, you know, gestures broadly <laughs> to all of Florida. Yeah. And then, like, gestures a little bit slightly farther north and then, like, engulfs the world. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. a lot. And and so I kind of see it as, like, a dual blessing that, like, people are turned off. Yeah. That I wouldn't want to buy my stuff anyway. Yeah. And it's the same as, like, the YouTube channel. Like, Take it or leave YouTube it. YouTube is the worst for hateful comments. I knew that it going is. into it. And, oh boy, it's true. Um, but, yeah, it's like this assumption that if you're creating something that people can consume with their eyes mm-hmm. or their minds, that it's for everyone's consumption. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I see that as, like, a direct tie into, like, consumerism in itself where it's, like, 
if you have a consumable good you need to make it marketable to as many people as possible for it to be like seen as like productive and for me i'm like that is the opposite of what that. I, I do not like <laughs> I, i've definitely had like this product, i know my audience this this you know <laughs> To not get into details, this person that I didn't want to have my stuff anyway yeah. um, called into question something that I posted um, oh because I'm, I'm also proudly, like, identifying as a storyteller and a shit talker. Yes. Um, equal parts. Um, so I'm not bashful online. No. Which is, which is really, <laughs> it's funny sometimes. And sometimes I'm like, oh, man, who's going to hate me today? Um, but then who loves and, like, shows so much love, too? Um, there was somebody I didn't want to buy my work anyways, and they came at me online with like, oh, but like, is it the point that you want more people to buy it? And I was like, it's no. actually not. Like, I'm, I'm glad you brought out that that is your idea of what I'm doing so that I can stop you right there. Be like, I do not depend on your support. Like, I know it's slim pickings out here <laughs> for resources, but I don't want it if it's not for me. Yeah. Like, that could be for someone else. Yep. That needs it in a different way. Yep. And, like, that scarcity mindset has been something I've struggled with for a long Me time. Me too. Where, you know, fucking crabs in a bucket mentality that you see in artist communities, too. We don't have to get into that. But, um, you know, it's it's fair and valid to feel that way when everything around you is set up to create that competition. Exactly. But yeah. doing that, like, you know being more invested in community care and making sure that others get those opportunities too. I can remember like a decade ago, like if I saw an opportunity that I really liked, didn't really like fit what I was doing, but I wanted it, like I wouldn't share it with anyone. Mm -hmm. like, oh, less competition, I'll just apply for it and then, you know, not let anyone know. Hopefully I'll get it. Versus now, if I see something, I'm like, that's appealing, but not what sparks joy for me. I would probably I know someone who it. will. And I know someone who will. I know someone who matches that Mark's, like, um, theme or, like, the vibe they're going for or whatever. And I'm, like, super happy to share it now. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And I think it's important. Like, I, that's one thing, actually, in school that I'm really grateful for. I feel like a lot of the class I was in was, like, there was that sense of camaraderie where, mm -hmm. like, people were helping each other and, like, doing late nights in the studios mm -hmm. together and stuff to help the other person complete oh. the project. And I'm just like, this doesn't feel normal because <laughs> I feel like I'm just, like, like learning. Because yeah. it even took me so long to even, like, major, like, yeah. in art. Uh -huh. Like, I did, like, yeah. many different routes yeah. before I finally uh -huh. was just like fuck it I don't like anything else mm -hmm. if I'm gonna be a start you know quote-unquote starving artist like everyone mm -hmm. in my small town said so yeah. be it because literally nothing else is working yeah um but I'm I'm also so grateful that I ended up going to school even though it's like well blah 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 you don't need to go because mm -hmm. it's like I've met so many great people mm -hmm. like even a lot of people I'm still friends with even though yeah. we graduated like five years ago now mm -hmm. And um, there's still that like sense of community of like people sending each other opportunities mm -hmm. and um, working together like just mm -hmm. for fun. Yeah. And it's like that's so cool because so many other schools, especially like pro like proper like art schools, like scatter something. I've heard horror stories of yeah. like the competition and people yeah. like. There was one friend that I had who went to Pratt, and she said that like there was some person who like ruined another person's mm -hmm. and I'm just like like ruined their painting yeah yeah so I had a very different experience than you 
Oh, <laughs> shit. Like, yeah, like when you were saying about the camaraderie and stuff, I'm like, yeah, I didn't. Didn't really feel that. No, I went to RISD. So, there it is. <laughs> yeah. There yeah. it is. Yeah, so it was very, like, and that's the thing. Like, people only see the privilege in that. Right. Of, like, whoa, you went to this with a fan. I'm like, listen, I didn't even know it was prestigious. Yeah. At, literally until I was going there. And I right. And I had a bus stop, and I had my hoodie on. And they were like, oh, you go to RISD? And I was like, why the fuck does everybody know about this school? I'm uh-huh. like, I'm just trying to, like, ride to work or whatever. Right. And, like, very, like, people are different. Like, it took me literally into, like, my first semester I was like, oh, <laughs> this place is known. And then I went back to Blake, like, kind of, re- which is what I'm saying. Like, like no, yeah. people, no, I feel people that. assume that I know what I'm doing a lot of the time. And I'm like, I really fall into things. And I'm like, oops. Oh, this is really That's, cool. Um, yeah. Like, the reason I applied there was because they had ceramics, jewelry, and glass. That was the only reason right. that I applied to that school. Right. So, I applied to UT. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know it was a private school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what yeah. feel you? I didn't know. No- I mean, my parents yeah. didn't go to college, so yeah. they just really wanted me to go to college. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, In I'll general, apply for these three yeah. class, these three schools. Yeah. One of them was UT, uh-huh. private school. Could not afford that. Yeah. Uh, second one was Florida Southern, which apparently is like super Christian mm-hmm. or something. I mean, it sounds like it. So didn't know that. That's in Lakeland. Yeah. That's oh, the school okay. in Lakeland. Uh-huh. And then the other one was New College. Yeah. And I got into... Yeah, I I know. (laughs) I know. I ended up going to New College Mm -hmm. for uh, like a year and a half. Yeah. Um, But that school ended up being a little too small Mm -hmm. for my anxiety. But... um, Yeah. I I transferred to RISD from Barrie Mm -hmm. in um, Miami. So I was Mm -hmm. in Miami for two years and then transferred to RISD. The other, um, the other. But yeah, I was not prepared. I was not yeah. prepared. I was like, oh, this is a big deal. And everyone was like, Didn't yeah, you it. idiot. Like, how'd you not know? Did you not Google? I was like, yeah, I was looking for these things. Because like prestige and like hierarchy and things just aren't on my radar. And yeah, me like, it either. <laughs> me. I don't understand. So like, you know, we did have like students from SCAD or from Pratt that would come. Yeah. And they would like burn the fuck out and they'd be like, fuck this, I'm going back because this uh, is nonsense. And I was like, you right. I'm going to stay. I'm oh, going okay. to Glenn for punishment, so I'm going to stay. But like people would always be like, oh, RISD's like the Harvard of art schools. They'd say it all the time. And my, uh, my, thing, my thing was always like, you are right because the suicide rates are just as high. Oh, <laughs> It was it was bad. I didn't because, know like, that. The, the, is it just like the yeah, pressure yeah, of it yeah. all? The oh freshman God. year kids, especially, there'd be at least one to two cases a year. But it was like that level of competitive. Yeah. Like, there was no oh camaraderie. Like you had to pull teeth. Like I had very like. Um, That's anta- not fun. I had antagonist. Yeah, no, it wasn't. But like the people that went there knowing what it was, unlike yeah. me. The people that went there knowing what it was and why they were going there, amazing <laughs> humans. Like, the work they do, their brains are, like, geniuses. Like, I did also encounter a lot of people with old money yeah, that were great. Totally. And some that, were like, totally fit the archetype. That definitely but, reminds um, me of New College, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, they had a the little, like, thing where it's like, oh, stand up if you fall into this category, whatever. They literally were, like, um upper upper class whatever something they didn't say upper class but it was like inherited wealth of like it could have even been like freaking like if you're a prince or princess in another country or something like that Uh like something to that level yeah there was like the majority of people were in that caliber there was very little of us like working class Mm -hmm. so it was 
very different from Miami, <laughs> where mm-hmm. Miami, it was like a general college experience. Like I got to do social things. I was in a dance team. Like it was very cultural. Like I was like a medium shade to a lighter shade than everybody. I went up there. I was like one of the darker shades. It was it was complete flip. So that yeah. that definitely informed uh, a lot of my my thinking and the things that I knew that I didn't agree with or that yeah. I pushed against. And that's why I really loved having no ceramics in my final show yeah. <laughs> for my ceramic department. And they're yeah. just like, oh, thank you for this slap in the face, Elle. You know, I was just like, I found my voice and it's not in this medium, uh-huh. you know, which is also interesting that people assume that if you major in a certain medium, that that is the only medium you'll ever use. Right. Because I see, I know some amazing friends that were like design and stuff that now do like super crazy stuff in ceramics and I'm like I told you I told you you'd be mm-hmm. so good at it and I'm like mm-hmm. look at you go look at you go Aww. you know yeah yeah, yeah. So, that's sweet but yeah so that's you know it's again the the privilege and oppression conversation yep. of like going there it's like you know that's also why I don't lead by telling people that I graduated from there because there's automatically an assumption, assumption. Yep. that I'm going to be an asshole first yep. of all and then second of all I'm like I'm going to be an asshole but not about the things you think yep. um, you know and then the assumption and then the pressure of like well if you graduated from there why are you not what touring are you doing? internationally yeah. and doing all these things and and for me I was like that does not bring me joy whatsoever like I yeah. actually I actually hate setting up <laughs> setting myself up in a visible space yeah like but that's why I like the markets. Because so I'm like, boop, pop up some stuff. All right, take it down. Mm-hmm. All right, back On to, to the whatever. next. And giving things to people. Like you were saying, you know, you had an instructor that didn't value the work you were doing outside of class that wasn't like a gallery. Like when I was in school, I was doing these larger sculptures. They're really great, like allegorical, like amazing sculptures, whatever. But I'm like, where the hell am I going to put these things? Like who mm-hmm. is going to be able to afford this big ass sheep in wolf's clothing? And put it in their house and have room for it and like that kind of art like it didn't make sense yeah um, and so uh i remember like the critiques were very very intense like i'm sure like in your first year if you transferred you had to do a uh, summer intensive and mm-hmm. it was like academic hazing like it was oh it was incredibly God. difficult my ibs came back like everyone cried at least at one oh, yeah. critique you oh know? yeah and like it would just like shred you um it was it was really horrible but like i also got from that of being like somebody's always gonna have a problem with what i do or what i say what matters to me is what kind of person they are yep like if somebody has a problem with what i'm saying or what i'm doing and i don't align with them at all i'm like perfect i'm doing the right thing um but if you know somebody has a problem and they're in like a disadvantaged position to me then i'm like okay let me take this into consideration see what i can do to adjust and like you know be more accommodating of more perspectives that are important to be heard um but i remember a critique and i was i was making these little i still have them these little um i guess little stones and i would hand them out to different like strangers and, like have conversations with them and then like take a picture of their hand and like have an Instagram where I just kind of like documented the interaction and stuff and there are like little messages of meta which is like um, Buddhist loving kindness um, and I like mentioned that in the critique they're like okay anyways getting back to your real work and I was like this is my real I was like I want to do this more than anything else they're like I mean that's a fun project but and I was like well this 
makes more sense to me as meaningful work. Yeah, more people totally. get to have this, they get to own this for free. Like, nobody's gonna be able to own this thing besides my dad because he won't let it go. But, Aww. like, you know, <laughs> it's yeah, those, those perceived like privileges as well as like advantages is yeah. always something that I'm like contending with, and that that affects like what information I give people to. Yeah, totally. Um, as well. So that's definitely why. Like, my family's always like, oh, put it on there that you would. I was like, I don't want to because they're going to think that I'm an entitled asshole. Sure. And I'm, like, I'm going to be entitled, but because I know that, like, there's been some severe suffering. Uh-huh. But, like, not entitled to where I want to take things that are not mine to own. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's totally fair. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love all that because I just feel like, I don't know. I think it's really important that you don't lose yourself, like, within all of those, like, expectations Mm -hmm. and, like, assumptions. Like, that Mm -hmm. can be really fucking hard to do, to, like, not lose yourself in that, but Mm -hmm. it seems like... You have a pretty pretty high self awareness. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one thing I have, it it's is self awareness. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so much so that I have hell anxiety. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm like. I literally I... see people sometimes do things, and I'm just like, how are how are you navigating the world? Because I just yeah. feel like I'm constantly like looking around, making yeah. sure I'm not in anyone's yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just are doing these things where you're just, like, in people's way and, mm-hmm. like... No spatial awareness. <laughs> no spatial awareness whatsoever. No, and I, I'm just I like, do admit I, I rag on my, my spouse and my mom all the time about that because really? they're super clumsy. And they just, like, they move slowly <laughs> but still too fast for themselves uh-huh. and knock things over. And I'm like, how are you doing of this? your surroundings. And, I know. But it also comes with being an instructor or a facilitator. That's true. That's like true. like, reading people and Maybe accommodating comes... and making sure that, like everyone's doing okay like that's not everybody true. has to be comfortable discomfort is okay yeah but like as long as everybody's safe safe that's you know, yeah. mm. that's that's interesting i never thought about it that way but mm-hmm. that's probably totally like part of it oh yeah for sure because definitely i have that like teacher mm-hmm. and, like always trying to make sure everyone and whenever i host like a party or something i'm like oh yeah is everybody having a good time mm-hmm. or like if i'm with people who are like drinking i don't really drink so if yeah. i'm with people who are drinking i'm like do you need some water yeah, you know i become yeah. the, everybody's like oh the mom you know yeah. and i drive everyone home yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's probably part of it i never thought about it that way but it's mm-hmm. funny um and then so you've talked um some about uppercut and like kind of how you got to that point but um mm-hmm. like you've worn many hats as an artist as an, an advocate you know you've been a yeah. teacher you've done ceramics sculpture performance i didn't know mm-hmm. about embroidery yeah. It was and, in my cis body, so that's why nobody <laughs> needs to see that. Because I'm like, true, oh, that's fair. Nobody needs to see the little titties that I had. Sure, but like, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, um, and printmaking. You yeah, know, you've done a lot, which is interesting because I this is the first time that I've ever made stuff with the intention of selling it. Yeah, ever. True ever. that. True like, that. I, Especially I, with perform, like that's the whole point yeah, of the it. The whole point is like an experience, right? And like to make things and be like. I hope this sells has never been on my thing. But yeah. That's why, like, I passed out prints at a community picnic first and see and saw people's reaction. I was like, oh, I should make more of these. And then, yeah. like, oh, maybe I'd sell some or what. And that's, like, literally where it spun off from was just, like, making these little prints of things that I wanted to yell at people. Yeah. And I was like, other people want to yell this at other people, yes, too. Yes, I know. Do. It mm. is Florida. And yes. Like, 
you know, to Satan and shit like that. And it's, it's May now it's April. And like, it was in the heat of everything. So I was like, I'll pass these out. So people can be like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You know, they can wear it. They can post it somewhere or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's been like a delight to like make things that are angry and yeah. be like, and I know you feel it too. Can we celebrate that anger is a valid emotion it is, together? Yes, yeah, seriously. Like, we don't hold space for anger. No. Um, because people want to fix anything, mm-hmm. everything. And part of like me going into what, well, I was going into therapy and counseling was having to sit with people not being okay mm-hmm. and not taking that personally. Like, you're not helping them just knowing that that's something they have to go through. Yeah. And, like, being okay not giving them the solution. Like, you can't give people solutions to something that you haven't experienced. And, like, that subjectivity is something that really drives me, too, to, like, keep expanding and knowing other people's experiences. And then finding words that fit those and being like, yo, this is kind of what I think you're saying, but in, like, three words. Yeah. Like, does that feel right to you? And when I hit it on the head, they're like, oh my God, that's exactly, I'm like, I love words. And then like, you know, the nerd, the word nerd in me is like very pleased with like my alliteration and my puns (laughs) specifically. And you should be. (laughs) Right, yeah. They're great. (laughs) Um, But I wanted to ask, um, I'll ask you about some specific Mm -hmm. pieces, but um, now that you're making work under Uppercut, like, what, what, what drives your process? And you've already kind of talked about it, uh-huh. but like, oh, I guess I can start from a specific piece. The um, that that shirt that you're wearing right now, oh, actually, the take, the care. take care. So like, yes. And again, you've already kind of gone through it, yeah, but like, yeah. could you walk us kind of through oh, the yeah, process sure. a little bit? This one has was definitely oh, so take care. First of all, actually, uppercut was inspired by stand up comedy. Oh, really? Yeah, because there's the saying that you always punch up, not down. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's why I came up with uppercut. I was like, I love uppercut. I was boxing for a little period of time, so I was like, uppercut, that's how I feel all the time. That's cool. Um, but yeah, so the take care one, um, it was like at the heated, like the highest peak, I would say, in the trans community of being like, oh, we're going to be fucked in this state because of this idiot. Um, and I'm like, not to be ableist he's an idiot um so i was like you know i just love plays on words like i love like dual meanings and stuff and like i feel like words don't have to be different in order to mean different things yeah like you don't even have to rearrange them especially in english yes and all you need is like a different context so like with the take care like for me it was like kind of going back to that that meta that loving kindness of like wanting to give that love out to other people but not in as full of a Buddhist way as I used to, where I was like, mm, in order to be a good Buddhist, I must be a pacifist. I was like, no, actually, like, yes, and. Um, yeah, you know, totally. pacifism only gets you so far. Yeah, when you're being anymore. Like, attacked. attacked by things. Constantly. Right? And so, they don't care. Yeah. The no, other side like, doesn't I'm care. Gonna roll on my back. I'm like, unless it's pleasurable, you're not going to find me on my back. So, totally. <laughs> fair. Um, so yeah, so my wish like to my community was to take care. I was like, I was like, I want care for us. Like, and then also like taking is like a powerful world. Like to take, mm-hmm. we give, give, give so much, you know, of our time, of our visibility, of our representation, 
buying shit that's been marketed to us to help an organization that apparently likes us for some reason, probably the money. Um, you know, that there's been so much taken from the community as more of this awareness has become spread. Um, I know that like when, I don't know what the timeline was, but like people were more aware of trans people, not Sasquatch. There's a lot of us. If we are, we're like a herd of Sasquatch. Um, so I remember like when it became more of like a visibility thing where they were like, oh yeah, like more people are aware of transness. I was like, well, this is not going to be good. Like mm -hmm. just because they're aware doesn't mean they're going to like it. Like mm -hmm. I know lots of people in my hometown that like became aware of me or things about me and do not like it. Them being aware did not solve anything. Right. So when this awareness was coming higher and higher in Florida with the Satan, like, ramping things up. I was like, oh, here we fucking go. It's going to have so many little cheerleaders out there, mm -hmm. you know, in their ripped jeans, which, you know, I can't shit on it because I like ripped jeans too. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I was like, I was like, I want us to take the care. Like, yeah. I want to take care. And I was also thinking about, um, like, people that I know, not personally, but, like, from a distance that, like, provide, like, medical care or harm reduction you know at the protest like that was very important was to have somebody they could give that care without the institution of like medical industrial complex mm -hmm. so for me taking care was like a well wish but it was also like a demand for revolt yeah of, like, we have to take that care for ourselves yeah. like we have to learn how to do those things for ourselves for each other because these larger institutions that are thriving off of mm -hmm. our dissemination mm -hmm. are not going to be the ultimate saving grace. Mm -hmm. um, and so, of course, I was like, take care. I love that it's such a gentle, soft, very commonly said thing. Um, and I was like, but I want to like, twist its nipples. Yeah. You know, like I just want to like tweak it just a little bit. So that's yeah. why I was like, I'm going to look up the medical symbol. And then I was like, okay, the snake's like, how does anyone not think True. that's a demonic sign? Like, I know background of some of it is, like, Abrahamic and stuff. I'm like, still, like, you know, you chose that snake, bro. Mm -hmm. You chose that snake to be the representation of healing. Like, now you're going to have to deal with me owning that yeah. and making them as demonic as possible. And then, like, <laughs> yeah, and there's going to be two of them. Yeah. And there's going to be fire. And, like, I remembered I was, like, I knew that, like, the top of the little, um, I'm going to, like, fuck with the mic now. Oh, it's the okay. Top, the top here, the midst of my sternum. Um, had like the little medieval like wrecking ball kind of guy mm -hmm. like with the pokes and I was like yo an angel wings what like like spiky angel wings like angels are pretty you know I grew up Catholic which most people are like you poor thing but I'm also like yo the allegories in Catholicism like they the go hard storytelling the shit talking like all the things I love I'm like that's where I got it from that's what I got <laughs> that's what I got out of Catholicism how to tell stories and how to talk, talk shit. shit like uh, I love it for that that's really um, funny so like I really do in a way think of like these like biblical allegories of like what's evil and what's good and then I like enjoy being like oh bitch you thought mm -hmm. that like Splicing you it. being like a bigot to all of these communities is doing this kind of spiritual work but really if you actually looked at it you know it'd be the opposite of what you're saying and what you're doing um so like the spiky wings the two snakes and i remembered like the space around the snakes and i was like looking at it and i was like would it be too much if i added flames <laughs> and i was like i i feel like if i go too far it's gonna be like oh cheesy and sure I like, but i yeah, feel yeah. but i was like 
I That's think good. it'll be okay. I was like, listen, if I hate the, because Lino Cut, you just, you can car- just carve you, it out. I was like, I'll just take those bitches out and yeah. it'll be fine. And so then I did it and I was like, oh no, I love this composition. Yeah. And I love working within limitations. So the only linoleum size big one that I could find at the time was like the nine by 12 or something. So I was like, awesome. I have a template. I have yeah. to fit it within this. Process wise, I freehand a lot of the time, and like people don't like Damn. that about me as an instructor. Um, sure. <laughs> because they're like, they're like, how is anybody gonna learn if you don't like give them a template? This stuff, I'm like, use their brain, use their imagination. Um, so I do do templates sometimes, but I always encourage people to like do what they really want to do and not what they think it needs to it look needs like. To. Mm-hmm. So like I like with all of my words that I do, I'll literally like go on to font. And like oh yeah type up the thing whatever flip it backwards on my phone and i'll just look at it and i'll get a ruler and i'll be like all right four inches for each letter all right let's hit it nice. and then i'll like start sketching it out and then i'll be like oh, i'll do this whatever so a lot of the times i literally see the design backwards before i see it yeah forwards. yeah um which i think is really fun and cool and i i know there's like folks that like i work smarter not harder i'm like i as long as I'm having fun while I'm working, I don't really care. Like yeah. we were talking about, um, you know, hit art history and being like, oh, that's how they did it back then. I'm always way more interested in doing a process yeah. in the most Neanderthalic, prehistoric <laughs> way. Like I'm like, that's like so. Bringing like, it back to the basics. Yeah, because if we think about like the societies that were happening at that time, they were more back to the basics in a lot of ways. They and, didn't like, that have connection a... with materials, that direct contact yeah. with materials with your hands, with one you know item that's one you know six inches away from that item that you're working on, and you're having this direct contact. To me, that was like so cathartic and beautiful. Which is also why I only do my little monotone prints because I'm like, I'm not trying to get that deep with it. Yeah, I'm not a graphic designer. People ask me to design shirts for them. I'm like, I'm not the Ugh. one. I will point you towards people that can. I was like, yeah. I don't feel like I need to fill everything as a person. As a yeah, business. you don't have to so, be everything. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, the take care was very much of like, in a way, like saying that we have to take care from the medical industrial complex and like, seeing the medical industrial complex for like the not always evil but like innate evil of capitalizing on people's pain that it is and then also being like take care like it's hard Mm -hmm. you know like i see what you're facing but like these snakes could also be us going up to strangle those motherfuckers yeah and like rip their wings off Mm -hmm. um, basilisk style Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know i yeah we don't you know we don't support her but no. <laughs> <laughs> i literally had like a cerberus made out of needle felt and it was all brown oh good and people were like oh is it because it's a harry potter dog and i was like oh and i immediately like changed its markings <laughs> added black i was like this thing's gonna be a doberman now yeah but it was like the dimensions were like the same as me it was like all torso short arms and legs so uh-huh. i was like okay it's more like a dachshund now but like you know the energy is still there like <laughs> i i consider myself emerging of pincher and dachshund too so uh-huh. um but yeah so we don't support her but anyway yeah that so that's how i came up with this one and then um i did like the trans tie-dye yeah for pride month um, absolutely yeah because i was like look if those corporations can monetize on our minority status i will monetize on my own like i'm not afraid to like whip the identities out and be like pity me 
Because you should. <laughs> you should. It's like, shit hard is out rough. here. Like, it's, I, you know, yeah, a big yeah. part of, like, decolonizing my mind was being like, I do deserve good shit. Like, oh, yeah. you know, I, I don't, I'm not afraid to to be entitled to certain spaces and things like that. Because I'm yep. like, when people that are told that they don't deserve things mm-hmm. feel entitled, they're not just feeling entitled, they are entitled. There's like a big difference between like someone that feels entitled to everything and someone that is it entitled is. Mm-hmm. inherently by who they are. Mm-hmm. So uh, I definitely was like, put some baby blue, put some baby pink. All right, look, and Let's it's go. by me, one of them. Like, yep. so monetize me instead of all these other things that are like claiming to help us but mm-hmm. like just because we're anti-capitalist doesn't mean that we don't need that capital to survive yeah exactly like, that's the best thing you can do is put money towards people that are trying to put people over profits yeah because i mean like people are gonna survive s- yeah but, people are gonna spend the money anyway and it's like would you rather buy and not to knock it not to knock anyone or anything and maybe there you know there's there might be designers yes. yeah mm-hmm. but like and also, like, I know sizing can be an issue mm-hmm. sometimes, too. Like, some places carry more sizes. Mm-hmm. It's, like, blah, blah, blah. But, um, like, me personally, I'm, like, well, would I rather, like, if I had some money to spend and it was, like, Pride Month, would I mm-hmm. w- want to give it to Target in their Pride collection? Mm-hmm. Or would I want to give that money to, directly to yeah. someone who is part of that community? Mm-hmm. And, like, again, it's, like... Mm, it's like I know that the twenty dollars I give you is going to rent. Rent. It's Groceries. gonna go to food. It's <laughs> gonna go to gas money and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Whereas like Target, it's like maybe like some of that money is gonna go to the people who work there, but like yeah. a lot of it gets funneled to the top to yeah. the CEO who I'm, I don't know what they mm-hmm. look like, but I'm sure it's a white guy. Yeah, <laughs> like an old white guy. It's actually the dog. Like, oh with man, the spot. He's like, In that case, no. I'm just yeah, kidding. right. I know. I would be all over it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> no. I, I love their little flat snouts. I know. Mm. It's so cute. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think it's like really important, and I—that's one thing too that I can't stand—is like when people start complaining about like, oh, like you critique capitalism all the time, but like. But then you, you need money to live. Hello? I like, know. we live in... I can I'm critique like, the thing that I live in. It's because of the thing that I was critiquing that I need this now. It's like if... Like, like we all are living under... Like, if... Just take it for an, as another example. It's like, people complain all the time about Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. He's still your president. Like, yeah, right? but you can still critique. Yeah, yeah. Criti- you can still critique <laughs> Criticizing it. Criticizing isn't demonizing. I mean... It can, it can be. be. It can be. But it's not that you don't need it just because it sucks. Right. Things suck all the time that you need. But, like, I need food. I need water. I need shelter. What the hell? Like, I'm... Mm-hmm. What do you want me to do? <laughs> like, yeah, like, oh, and then it's like the whole thing of like, oh, if you hate Florida so much, just move out. And then it goes back to the whole yeah, thing of yeah. like, okay, can you give me like at least six thousand yeah, dollars at the very yeah. minimum to move out of the state, mm-hmm. so that I can pay my deposit, I can mm-hmm. pay the first month's rent, I can rent a moving truck. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know people. Hello. That one, <laughs> like, I know it's well-meaning. But yes, that exactly. That one me of like. Find the places, live in the places that bring out the softness in you, not the survival. Oh I'm like, bitch, you got softness in me, money? Because I cannot afford to live in the places that let me be soft. They're too expensive. They're too expensive. That that privilege and security. Yes, is it is certainly. It is very expensive. It is. And like, additionally, 
um, about people that are like, just leave Florida. Then there's also the people that I've noticed that are like, if you leave Florida, you're not a real one. You got to stay here and go down with the ship. And I'm like, I know, like that would have worked for me five years ago, still with that saviorist mentality. But I was like, if I go down with this ship, how am I going to lifeboat anybody else? Like it's, you know, it's pointless to be like, I survived and then died because I survived and stayed in this place if you have an ability to move like i never shame people that are like i'm out of here i'm like yeah me either fair like it you know, makes I'm me glad. sad yeah but, but like, i'm like ultimately happy it. for like, them i'm not gonna be like how dare you do this keep to your me. peace like yeah you don't owe me anything no nope. like your own safety is super important and like you know sustainability is important too and like people think that sustainability is like just growing a, a garden right but like so much sustainability, like you gotta take care of that garden every day. Are you gonna be able to maintain a huge ass plot by yourself, or can you only manage like a basil leaf? Right. <laughs> you know, right. like, yeah. I mean, you can have these like higher goals of achievement, but you also have to be realistic with like your own body. Yeah. So, seriously. Yeah. Seriously. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that like I've kind of learned throughout the years too. It's like. And, and I'm also, like, learn, like unlearning in therapy of, like, it's okay to, like, take time for yourself to heal. Like, you mm-hmm. don't have to be doing things for people all the time. Like, mm-hmm. even though you see everything. Because, like, yeah. especially, like, a few months ago when I first started back into therapy, I was mm-hmm. just, I was super angry. I'm still yeah. mad. But, like, yeah. I was super to the point where I couldn't control it yeah. kind of thing. Like, I was, like, mm-hmm. lashing out. Oh, I've been through anger management twice. Yeah. Well, I put myself through it. It wasn't even core ordered. I was just, like, listen, buddy. I'd like to kill the cop in my head, but you need to go to anger management. Yeah. Yeah. I was really angry and, like, also just really full of despair Mm -hmm. and, like, looking all around me and it just feels like everything Mm -hmm. is, like, falling apart. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I was restarting my meds and I was just, Mm -hmm. like, not... I didn't have energy and I was just, like, looking at everything around me and just feeling, like, helpless and like i wanted to do more Mm -hmm. to help you know the community Mm -hmm. in some way you know whether it be like Mm -hmm. something more hands-on or even just like the act of hosting an event that could be like a healing thing like a lot of queer expressions Mm -hmm. like yeah events and stuff are um but like but that's gas to go out yeah, there. Yeah, that's, that's unpaid uh, right. volunteer no, labor totally. of your skill set that takes a lot of your brain and your body. Yeah. And you're being aware of everybody's body language and everybody there is already traumatized from the same shit that's exactly. traumatizing you. Yeah. And so it's yeah. been kind of this conversation of like, you need to take care of yourself and it's okay to take care of yourself and like reclaim like that energy that mm-hmm. you've been giving out, you know, to people yeah. for like years now mm-hmm. and like you don't have to feel guilty for doing that yeah and i'm just like damn like i know all of that i know yeah. it but it's yeah. just so much harder to like mm-hmm. put into practice of like okay i'm gonna chill because i'm like regain yeah. my energy because i've just been going 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 mm-hmm. got out of school got a job kept going 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 yeah yeah like without any kind of like real break mm-hmm. and i've moved several times too mm-hmm. so it's like just yeah. all of these things where I finally just got to a crashing point like earlier in the beginning of this year and 
just that's basically what I'm just trying to learn like you know just constantly learning to be Mm -hmm. like it's okay like you don't have to do everything Mm -hmm. or and you don't have to be everything for anyone like honestly even (laughs) for yourself as a creative exactly because I I won't speak for you I'll speak for myself but like that shame like for me it's the shame of not being technologically shabby savvy i'm like sure. uh, because i always get that from people where they're like well is there an easier way to do what you're doing I'm like probably but would it be enjoyable to me probably not like you know and for me like it's that like idea of like well you have to monetize as fast as possible so right. you find the most efficient ways and people so many people have been like oh so do you order out your shirts for screen printing i'm like if i hear one more person call me a screen printer there's nothing wrong with screen printing but it's like when I did ceramics and everyone called me a potter. I was like, would you stop assuming that I do what everyone else in this medium yeah. does? Like, just because it's right. printed on fabric does not mean there is a screen involved. Right. Just because it was made out of clay doesn't mean that there's a handle involved or that you can drink out of it or that it can hold water. Or that it's functional. Like, or that yeah. it's functional at all. I, I was a very non-functional ceramicist. Yeah, same. Um, and that's why I hated when people called me a potter. And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with potters. They make bank. Like, they, yeah. they have, yeah. they found their thing. That's cool. That's fine. It's not my thing. Right. And, like, I don't want to take a commission to do something that I don't want to do. Exactly. Like, I would I'm get, the same way. I'll go do a regular job that I don't want to do that doesn't make me feel exploited yeah. for, like, things I don't want to do. Right. Um, but, yeah, anyway, I thought that was a tangent. Oh, no, it's okay. <laughs> That's what this is all about. Yes, yeah. Um, well, just to save on time, I'll just talk about one other piece. Um, the... Um, this little light of mine oh, print. Yeah. Tell me about why, that. Well, first I want to know why you chose that one. Mm, because <laughs> number one, I think it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, and number two, I just feel like um, I guess I just have it uh, like June. In July of 2020 burned into my brain Mm -hmm. of like all of a lot of I mean violence is still happening today but just like the violence that I witnessed like in the city during all the protests protesting Mm -hmm. and everything um, and like people getting like people that I know like getting Mm -hmm. tear gassed Mm -hmm. and things like that and like people like having a hard time finding a job after getting arrested Mm. and all all, yeah yeah. so that design like when I first saw it like um when he first posted it like I don't know it's it's just the thing of like the duality of like oh this is kind of funny but also like (laughs) that's what this is this is real up and now my eyes burning so I'm gonna wipe my face yeah I'm not crying yet even if I am I really don't have any shame about crying, but goddamn. Oh, yeah, me hurts. either. Okay, go ahead. Yes, duality. Yeah, so that's kind of just why I chose it. Yeah. Like, that's that's honestly been, like, the one that, like, brings people to tears. And that's probably why my eyes started watering. I was, like, thinking about the people yeah. that have cried when they saw it. Yeah. And I was like, ah, I was not prepared. Yeah. Because usually people will have, like, a, they'll have, like, a you know like a giggle or they'd be like oh shit oh yeah like oh yes or whatever and it is funny um but like that's i think the tie also that i've had with um youtube also like anything related to words or language i am not bilingual trilingual efficient at all but like i love language in the the idea of like 
dumbing it down, quote unquote. Yeah. And yeah, I'm like, it's not do. dumbing it down, it's just making it accessible. Yes, Anybody can understand it. Like, like layman's terms. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Layman's terms. There you go. Um, so, like, the little light of mine, I don't, I'm trying to remember what that one. Normally, those things will happen because I'll think of a saying that I really enjoy or, like, that I feel like has more meaning than what people have been giving it. And I think it was that one that I would like looked at my spouse and I was like, am I like clutching the pearls? Like, am I an anarchist? <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. Like, I've never had anything against anarchy. Like, I've always been like, yeah, I fucking love anarchists. I don't, again, like, I don't intellectually understand enough to be in. I don't know the literature. Sure, you sure. Know, that, you don't want to identify whole, with something you maybe don't that I can't have a full understanding. To people that are yeah. like, how dare I get, you? I totally yeah. get that. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. like... And that's another reason why, like, a lot of my stuff is, like, blunt and subtle at the same time. Like, it's up for interpretation, but, like, my interpretation of it is pretty clear. Like, my interpretation of, like, this little light of mine, like, you know, Christian upbringing and stuff. Which is why more people, like, are drawn to it or, like, have an emotional reaction to it is because so many people have that Christian upbringing of, like, associating that with, like, innocence and purity. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like... I feel like Christianity ruins innocence and purity. Absolutely. Because actual innocence and purity is so amazing. Like, actual childlike innocence. Having fun. I've never been, like, okay with having fun. I know, right? Until I started making this stuff. Yeah. Which is hilarious to me. Because it's, like, all seems very angry. And I've had people, like, oh, like, I thought when I'd meet you that you'd be, like, like, standoffish, like a fucking, like, tattoo shop bro yeah, or something because right. of what I make and they're like and you're just like a ball of sunshine like you're just really happy to meet people and talk to people I'm like well I'm not afraid to switch it don't get it wrong like like I, I will to. come for you if I have to yeah. but I don't think everybody's deserving of that treatment no you totally. know some yeah. people are I ain't gonna lie but like if you're coming to me and you're resonating with what I have like you're already feeling like shit like yeah. you, you already feel that pain like, yeah. if you get it, if you see my stuff and you understand that sentiment, like, I'm going to show, like, as much love and kindness as I can to you. Because I know what that feels like mm-hmm. to, like, relate to something that is, like, hilariously tragic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, humor for me has always been super important. Like, yeah, I me too. Up, I grew up, each one of my family members in my immediate family have a distinct sense of humor. Like, humor was always, like, revered in my family. Some of the humor was not great. Definitely would have got me canceled. No, true. Like, for sure. Like, back in my days, you know. It's that small town. The young warthog. Yeah, mentality. (laughs) Yeah. You know, there was a lot of stuff going on. But but humor was so important to me because you could get messages across in a way that wasn't threatening to people that otherwise would threaten you. So I think, like, really with a lot of it, like, has been embracing my wordplay. Yeah. And, like, making me feel like I want to, like, get back into writing and stuff. Yeah. Like, I've been feeling more enthusiastic about writing and being like, damn, like, I forgot about this love, which yeah. I think art school strips you of. Because they're like, you're it great at this thing. Does. So you're going to make this thing your whole, whole life. Thing, your right? Whole and, like, you know, and then the shitting on mixed media and I stuff. I know. I so can't I think, stand it. yeah, I think my like anti-purist <laughs> yeah. idea or like pedagogy or whatever has really come from also being like that, being yeah. like, oh, if it's ceramic, it has to have glaze. 
Right. It doesn't. It does like, not it does, mean it. Who made those rules? Exactly. Like, the functional people, that's who. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're the ones that, like, this has to serve a purpose. Right. Otherwise, it's useless. Right. Like, I prefer to make things that are very obviously useless. Mm-hmm. If it's a 3D medium, I'm like, I want you to not be able to do anything but look at it. Look at it, Because yeah. that's a luxury. Mm-hmm. And, like, people with, like, my intersections don't get to just have luxury items. Yeah. You know, it has to serve a purpose, much like our bodies. We have to serve a purpose. Otherwise, like, what's the point of us being there? Right. Um, but, yeah, the little light has definitely become, like, the favorite. Yeah. That and Florida Man, for sure. Little oh, Florida yeah. I was like, there was a lot of us out here. Goddamn. Because uh-huh. I've run out of, like, there's probably been at least 50 of those patches that have gone oh, out into yeah. the world. And I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, people love that shit. People mm-hmm. love, like, even, like, anything that's even slightly vulnerable because it's yeah. just like they can a lot of people don't like to be vulnerable so it's like yeah. if you're if you take the chance to be vulnerable they'll heat that shit up oh yeah because they relate true. to it they're just not yeah. willing to say it <laughs> yeah yeah that's why i'm always when people are like mm, i don't know how to say it. i'm like just say it say uh-huh. it like i get excited i'm like say it however you want i don't care how I like, hear it. not pc problematic whatever it sounds like what we'll is work it? through it what what words come to your mind maybe they're not the right words for everybody but like we can workshop what the words are to mm-hmm. find something that you know. I also like helping people with like artist statements and stuff oh, like man. that. Like, that is my jam. When people are like, True. I don't know how to talk about my thing. I'm like, let me see it. Let me see it. Okay. And how do you feel when you're like, okay, so this is the poetry. You know, I'm like a little AI bot. True. Um, but you know, with um, hip problems. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> with like a carnal body. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Some, this I'm like an AI is that has aging. to like constantly feed itself to stay alive. Like God. you know, Sucks. very unproductive AI. Seriously, yeah, yeah um, this decaying vessel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think yes. about that anytime I like get up in the morning and I like yeah. wash my face and I'm like rubbing my eyes. I'm just like. I'm dying a little bit every day. Yeah, yeah, I become me. so even aware. Even when my eye was tearing up and then the other one started burning, I'm like, damn, I can't even I'm enjoy a, a sentimental <laughs> moment because my eyes are like, they're so dry. You should have never got LASIK back in 2020 or whatever. I'm just like, no, it was worth it. And like, I have to, I'm like, it, it improved my quality of life, I swear. It's just the dry eyes now. Oh <laughs> so, my god. Yeah, I call my, I refer to my body as ancient grains. Um, oh, yeah. that's good. Yeah. That's yeah. good. So then my friends will be like, oh, some amaranth, you uh-huh. know, some barley. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. That's good. So, so I think, yeah, I'm still like chewing through the whole little light of mine thing. Yeah, that's a lot. I wasn't yeah. expecting that people would cry, but totally yeah. if it's like. I, well, okay. It I make it sound like it's a ton of people. It was specifically one, and I've seen some misty eyes too. Other no, times. sure. That but hits. Like, that hits you. Yeah, I was just like, oh, Especially if sure. you don't expect it. Yeah, no, I, they didn't expect it either. I'm, yeah. I'm sure. No, <laughs> totally. Like, I love tears, though. Like, yeah, me I, too. I am low-key, like, also a sadist, so that might be part of it. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but, like, I love vulnerability. Like, me too. I think it's so beautiful. It's, it is. And, like, I hate that there's so much shame around vulnerability. Me too. Because, like, a big theme also, so, like, you know, the shame and guilt and all that stuff, like, the victim and villain thing. The privilege and oppression thing like those dualities have always been things that i've been like contending with thinking about trying to find myself in yeah and then like just subjectivity and not aspiring to purity of any sort has been like my saving grace this year yeah like and i'm not in like i've done different like spiritual like 
groups or organizations or affiliations or like religions and stuff and I've gotten like valuable things out of all of them but this year I haven't been any Mm-hmm. And I thought that that meant that the spiritual growth was like, all right, put a bottle, uh-huh. like a cork on that. We'll work on that some more next year when you find another community of people that you agree with. Mm-hmm. But it's actually blossomed a lot more like specifically with this work too, yeah. where I'm like, yeah, I feel aligned yeah. with what I'm doing because it's, again, sustainable and yeah. it's accessible. Like things are priced at a uh, accessible yeah. range. Like I have enough options for people. Like I pointedly set up my vendor table with like a $5 section, yep. a $10 section, a $15 section. Yep. So I'm like, I know me. I'll go to a market would, and be like, all right, I have this one twenty. Where's the bill. cheapest? I'm like, oh, this one twenty dollar bill. Let me go price everything yep. and then be I'm like, the okay, what way. am I willing to give up? I don't need lotion. No more chapsticks. I swear to God. Like, yep. you know. Yep. I yeah. hate when I go into a booth. And I, I know there's probably different reasons, but I hate when I go into a booth and nothing's priced. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I'm just like, yep. I don't know how much this is, yeah. and I'm afraid that if I ask, they're going to say it's something that's like and way out of my price range. And I'm like, face oh, maybe I'll come back for it later. Yeah, yeah. Never come back to the booth yeah. again. <laughs> I, I always, like, I think the facilitation part of me loves working in booths because I get to read people and see uh, yeah. people. And like, know that like the way i am observing them could be used in a manipulative way exactly but actively yeah. choosing not to yep i will say with the little light of mine one something that ties that in that i realized last night as i was not sleeping mm-hmm. was yep. that i've like generally been in like a much more like perky and social disposition ever since i started making the uppercut stuff yeah and i was like huh I'm getting that energy out somewhere. That's why. Because yeah. whenever I like get inspired by it, it's inspired by anger and angst. Mm-hmm. And like, I love that because mm-hmm. I have a bottomless a lot of supply. <laughs> I have a bottomless supply of anger and angst, but they, they teach you so much. Like yeah, anger management, God bless the anger management, but not the teacher. He was a dick. Uh-huh. Um, and I couldn't say it because then it would have been like, see, this is why you're here. Um, <laughs> but, uh, like learning that anger is a secondary emotion yeah. was like game changing to me. Yeah, that's what I was we had like, to yeah, talk no, about. the anger is the root of the problem, and they were like, no, but like the anger is a reaction to, to something, something else. Yep, and that's... I think that I love making angry work because that's more that's a more like allowed expression. It's allowed. You're allowed to sit yeah, with it. You're allowed to like, express in that anger. Way. People respect anger and stuff, but adding like those little touches of like take care. Yeah. A little light. Like, yeah. you are still soft, even if you look like a fiery, angry anarchist. Like, we also have feelings. And, like, us having feelings and feeling things so deeply is why we're so angry. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Exactly. I love all of that. That yeah. was so nice. I'm gonna <laughs> let you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn, because when I interview people, I'm like, all right, shut up. Oh, oh, no. oh no no and i'm like this is so great but how am i gonna get it down to 30 oh. minutes like, <laughs> no yeah it's yeah. totally fine um my my one of my interviews with um emiliano went for like two hours oh, i'm like okay. cool you got a lot to talk about that's fine with oh, me yeah. i mean like it gets all about the conversation box and i'll like yeah. jump on it and do like a tap dance and like Sweet. bring out my cane and yeah yeah we got time yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. um well that, I, I thought that was a really lovely place to mm-hmm. end there. But um, before um, 
before I open up the door for you to let us know where you can find you mm-hmm. and your work, um, I had asked you if you were aware of any mutual aid um, mm-hmm. right now, uh, mm-hmm. mutual aid uh, causes or anything, because I like to do that with every episode. Um, again, you know, just going back to the community part of it, and mm-hmm. if we can, you know, give a little bit of money to somebody who needs it, you mm-hmm. know, that I think that's one piece that we can do if we have the ability to do it. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I wanted to give you some time to shout that out, mm-hmm. and so maybe the people will be able to uh, open their wallets. I'm, I'm making funky faces because, like, every part of me wants to be like, shout out three five two Dade City represent. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, no, that has nothing to I'm, do with mutual aid. The only mutual aid I know in my hometown is my grandmother, um, and she is not findable on social media. So mm-hmm. you know. Much love to my grandmother, however, she is unreachable for anyone. But the people that you can reach are um, Queer Expression St. Pete. They do a lot of really great free activities for kids, uh, specifically kids and families. And I think it's really important to focus on that demographic of Mm -hmm. queerness because so many different events and stuff are always tailored towards adults. Yeah. And I'm like, well, we were all children once. Yeah. And, like, I think, you know, it goes into the whole, like, uh, prevention yeah. part of yeah. the piece that, you know, they always say in, like, shelters and stuff. Like, you know, we kept finding these people coming down the river, and they kept coming, and we kept rescuing them. And then someone finally was like, let's go to the end of the river and find why they're falling in. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think it does need to start at childhood specifically. Yeah. Um, I know for myself, like, if I had had spaces that like safe that. That safe space. Yeah. I mean, I would have, I was still wearing my brother's clothes anyway when I was a young warthog. But, like, I would have been wearing them with other kids also wearing them. I would have had language to, to explain exactly. what I was feeling. And, and I think... A thing that people have a misconception of is that like once you feel a certain way about yourself there's no turning back but everything is so fluid like a kid could be questioning like they're still questioning that's still a big part of queerness too is questioning not being sure trying things out like the worst that could happen is that you find out you can relate to people in a way you didn't know before um, so I think their work is really important they also really center fun Mm-hmm. and creativity um which also you know as a young one I think was really important for me to process um I wish I had had a space like that where yep. you know, there were adults that were trauma informed to be like oh you know there's some things we can talk about so I think that's really important they're currently fundraising to get a permanent space yes. to hold all of their functions which is really exciting they're a third to their goal of 30,000 last I checked they got 10,000 which is exciting. They have like different events that are happening, um, different people hosting fundraisers for them. So direct donations towards them would be great. Um, it is volunteer run, so you're not putting it um, technically in individual pockets, but you are reaching out to lots of individuals through that community. Yeah. And providing like a very valuable service that a lot of larger orgs have tried to do for their own self-aggrandizement, but contributing to queer expression, St. Pete is a way better option if you're giving proceeds of anything, 
any of your services, definitely donate towards them. It doesn't have to be Pride Month for you to do a special like that where you're donating towards a certain cause that is rainbowed. Um, you don't even have to use rainbows and it can be queer. Yeah. Shocking, hot take. Um, <laughs> so they are one. Uh, Fitz Lane Project is also another one um, that's really great. They provide funding for, again, youth that need therapeutic services or mental health services. They even recently, without giving away HIPAA issues, um, yeah. helped fund a session that I did that was a creativity service through a mental health group. Mm -hmm. um, so they will extend it to things outside of what just, you know, mental health institutions deem as healing or helpful. It doesn't have to fall under a certain criteria. The person doesn't have to have a certain licensure as long as the child or the young adult is getting, you know, therapeutic benefit from it. It doesn't even have to have the word therapy in it. Right. It just has to be something that's helping them uh, cope with the dumpster fire that yeah. we are living in um, without making them feel like they are responsible for the gaslighting right. that is happening as well. So they are also a really great one to contribute to. They help with co-pays. They help mm -hmm. with fully paying for things. Mm -hmm. I have a lovely dear friend that's on the board that's always shouting them out. Well, several friends. And yeah, so those are the two that I can think of right now that are contributing directly locally yeah, to yeah. us all. But I always encourage people also to just keep abreast of different fundraisers for individuals that have yes, specific needs. Exactly. Online, follow people that post those things. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of really great creators that I can't name off right now, but just be aware that a lot of creators will do multi-slide posts. Yeah. You should swipe through all of them every time because that's usually where those hidden gems of fundraisers are yeah definitely mm -hmm. um let us know uh, where we can find you here we go with the spelling <laughs> um <laughs> so and i'll have all the thank links you. too thank, yes <laughs> thank you special special shout out to my spouse who is my it yes. person my accountant my um inventory specialist Aww. the person that keeps me on my um, toes in a technological way that handles all of my cash anyways etc etc yeah. they have created a Shopify for me that's available nice. in the link of my public Instagram account so you don't need your own Instagram to find me on Instagram and my Instagram handle is at underscore uppercut spelled with two P's and two T's and then another underscore after that so Underscore the beginning and the end, uppercut, two P's, two T's, is what I like to tell people, very short and sweet. Yeah. Um, the link tree, that's actually link pop, technically, on that account will give you my wish list for equipment that helps me make things in a more efficient way, um, which is very helpful because I otherwise do not work efficiently at all. <laughs> and I have the Shopify account on there as well. I keep my timeline basically updated on different markets that I'm going to. I vend in Pasco, Pinellas, and Hillsboro primarily, but also Orange County as well. Always happy to shoot around and find different places. And the thing I most like to get feedback or um, interaction from my professional business 
endeavors mm-hmm. that I do on ltapiaquan.com. So I will let Mia put the spelling on that okay, one. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid that the way I pronounce letters will throw people off. Okay, um, okay. But that's my full, like, actual okay. me as a professional artist that teaches a bunch of different things um, website. And mm-hmm. it shows the different mediums that I teach, the different places that I teach them. And I am also... Um, providing virtual services too, specializing in mediums that are more affordable for people. So learning something virtually, so transportation isn't an issue, distance isn't an issue, space isn't an issue. You know, hit me up if you have certain supplies that you're wanting to learn with, or if you have something with you and there's like a theme or a topic you want to cover. You can also find a little bit more of services like that from me through justberooted.com which is a mental health uh, provider service group that's changing the way that it works right now, but I Hmm. provide creativity services. They have a, uh, I'm gonna say wishing well, because I don't remember what it's called. Watering, watering fund. They have a watering fund. Uh I'm gonna say it with confidence, now I remember what the (laughs) words are. Um, They have a watering fund, so if you can't afford your services, you can be paid or I can be paid rather yeah. through that to do any sessions with me. There are ones that are mm-hmm. multi-tier sessions. There are ones that can be group sessions if you want to do it with a group of people and talk about interpersonal dynamics or issues that you're facing. Think of it as peer support with a creative twist. Um, and I provide those services there as well. So I'll give all of those links to Mia because I am scattered all over the internet. Um, and lastly, if you want to know way too much about me, uh, you can follow my other like quote unquote personal account that was my public account until I had to hide my yeah. literal ass off of that account from being public. Yeah. Um, and that is at all dot of dot L. Um, E-L. Yes. And that's E-L. That will be spelled. Yes. That, that, <laughs> when, when slash if I relaunch the YouTube channel in 2024, uh-huh. that's where all of the YouTube stuff is going to be. So I am scattered, but I really want to find more uh, clients or people or friends to work with in yeah. a non in a non therapeutic way that is just yeah. helpful without the legalities and the yeah. nuances. Yeah. And quote-unquote ethics of being a professional um i'm leaning into the the beauty of not having the restriction of Mm -hmm. licensure so Mm -hmm. if anybody wants to learn some cool stuff like while you sit at home i am i am open and available hit them up yep hit them up yep (laughs) that's it all right that's all my my that's all my accolades i'm like as i say that i'm like i really need to like condense everything no it's It's hard i don't want to be like yeah y'all come to me for therapy and then be like fuck the police you know like it helps it helps field the people that i want as clients sure sure but also not everyone needs to know yeah yeah yeah. i get that Aw, well, cool. Thank you so much yeah. again for coming on over and letting me pick your brain about all of the stuff you've been doing. It's been such a pleasure. Mm-hmm. As, I've had a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks again. All and right. I hope that, you know, the markets keep treating you well and that you oh, can yeah. keep making stuff that is fun you know like I mean like you said like you've been having even though the subject matter can be like 
serious or at least somewhat serious you said you you've been having like the most fun so for sure so that's my tidbit i think for like other creatives that are like choosing and whether you choose to or not to is totally valid to make work to sell is to find something that is enjoyable yeah you know yeah absolutely it it sounds again like a privileged thing to say that like you have to have fun while you're doing it but you will not only it's hate your work, you will hate yourself. Yeah. If you that's do the stuff for the appeasement of other people. Like find something that you really love or that like represents all your values and your feelings and the way you see the world and then share that with people. And then the right people will obviously be like, yo, that's how I've been feeling yeah. since I was four. And then be like, absolutely. Yeah, yeah the authentic- mm-hmm. authenticity will show through. Yeah. 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 Well, good stuff. Thanks again so much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks for being here. And we hope to see you on the next one. Yeah. Bye. Bye.